Sometimes I'm here to ask you the question and then give you the answer, but other times I'm here to ask the question and leave the answer up to you. You know, there's so many music artists that are trying to find their way online. Like they're trying to find a way to get their music heard, trying to find new fans, new followers, get more play counts, you know, get more people watching their content, whatever. Everyone's competing in the, you know, the, the digital sphere, which is totally understandable. I mean, the potential that the internet has is nearly limitless. And I really, as much as everyone's fighting for it, I don't think that the average music artist really truly understands how much potential the internet holds. I mean, no one really does. We're all kind of just figuring it out. I mean, I could dive into a million reasons as to why that is, but uh, I think we all know that the internet has a, an unlimited potential when it comes to promotion of your music. But that doesn't mean that you should be neglecting offline strategies. I see so many people and I work with so many music artists that are exclusively living through their mobile phones, trying to get people you know, on different social platforms, new followers, new fans to listen to their music or to check them out. But they fail to see that offline strategies, you know, ones that occur outside of their digital devices and outside of the internet, they can be just as powerful, if not more powerful, in building a real loyal and committed fan base. The biggest thing that I see music artists uh, kind of dismissing or not even considering the true potential of is word of mouth. Now, I want to ask you this question. How much do you think of word of mouth occurs online? When I ask people that question, sometimes I get answers of like 70 to 80 to 90%. Uh, I, if you were like me, I guessed around 50%. Yeah, we're all wrong, right? The, the amount of word of mouth that occurs online is 7%. That's it, just 7%. 93% of word of mouth occurs offline, in real life with people. Now, that sounds wrong when you first hear it, right? Like the, you think, well, those studies must have had something wrong with them to get that number. But it makes sense once you start thinking about it. True, yeah, we're on our mobile phones and we're on the internet. We're more connected than we have ever been before. But we also spend a lot of time off our phones and off the internet in real day-to-day -day conversations. At least most, a lot of us do, right? Most of us do. Some people do stay inside on their mobile phones all the time. But even if you are one of those people, how much of the conversations and content you're sharing with people, how much of that is actually you partaking in word of mouth? Are you talking about services you like, software recommendations, et cetera, et cetera? Chances are not a whole lot. You normally small talk online, but because of the fact that you're never actually in a face-to-face -face conversation with them, you aren't forced to come up with more uh, conversational material, right? Or conversation material, however you'd say that. So you don't have to, right? If, if, you've, if you run out of things to say, you just don't write back for a while. It's not as important or immediate as a real face-to-face -face conversation is. But in a real face-to-face -face conversation, you need to find something to relate to the other person with and about, and you need to be able to keep a conversation flowing, which means you need things to talk about in the moment. It's not really good social etiquette to just walk away if you run out of things to talk about, which is what you can kind of do online. So that's why there's like that cliche of, you know, small talk with a stranger. You might just talk about the weather because, you know, you both live under the same sky. At least you can relate to it on that point. And if you know them a little better or maybe if you just get a, you know, an inkling, they might like sports. That's why a lot of people talk about sporting teams, like, you know, just trying to find a common point of interest. Now, as you move more toward the people you actually know in your life, like your friends and family and, you know, your close acquaintances, you will find that when you talk to them, 
you will naturally be talking more so about what you've been up to, what you know, what you've bought, what you've consumed, uh, the f- restaurants you've visited, you know, the food you've eaten, etc. Right. So that's the that's the time where word of mouth becomes super powerful because in these conversations that we're forced to have, we naturally talk about the things we like and the things we've been involved with, right? And that has so much power, right? Because they know you and they've built a, you know, a trust or a, 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 through a friendship or a relationship with you. Therefore, your recommendations are going to be heard and likely taken on. So it's not like trying to promote yourself online where you're asking people, listen to my latest song and no one really has a reason to care. If you have a way that you can make people talk about your music, they're going to naturally tell other people who are going to listen to their advice and then pursue that information further and will likely convert into following you and becoming a fan of your music in the long run. So all you have to do is answer the question, how do I get people talking about my music? Now, if your answer has anything to do with the music itself, you're not thinking outside of the box enough. You're kind of too constrained within the whole creative, your own creative sphere. You need to be thinking outside of that. How do I get more people talking about me? How do I get, uh, how, what, what is something different about my music or my live shows that will make people want to talk about it? The great thing about word of mouth is that uh, think of yourself. Uh, you wouldn't start talking to someone else about something that you know wouldn't interest them, right? So think of it on the other end of the of the scale. You're only going to be talking about things and people in general are only going to be talking about things that they know has the best chance or that they know the person they're talking to has the best chance of uh, connecting with or being interested in, which means that if your band or your music gets brought up, chances are it's getting brought up to someone who is likely going to find that interesting. So that's why word of mouth is highly targeted and is super, super important. And also just another statistic for you, word of mouth is responsible for 20 to 50% of purchase decisions. That's pretty crazy when you think about it, right? Because that shows you how powerful word of mouth really is in making other people excited or keen to follow, um, you know, a certain brand or product or company on their journey, or in your case, a music artist. So back in the day when I ran a record label, I managed a whole bunch of bands and there was one band in particular that I was working with that were a metal band and uh, they didn't like doing anything unless their favorite band had done it first. They didn't want to bring out t-shirts that looked a certain way until their favorite band had done it. They looked to their influences and if it hadn't been done yet, they just didn't do it, which is a really hard mindset I had to break through with them. Uh, But one day I remember when they're looking at getting merchandise printed up and I said to them, why not get stress balls printed up? like those, you know, the squishy stress balls, like with their logo on it, like they, they're a heavy metal band. Like, can you imagine like a hundred of them being thrown around in the pit while they're playing? And at first they were like, that's a bit weird, but my, our favorite band haven't done that yet. So that's kind of strange. I don't know how I feel about it. And then the more I talk to them about that's their point of separation, their point of difference, it, it won them over and they sold out instantly, right? Because it's, it's a different thing. And they developed so many more fans as a result of that because everyone that was at that show told their friends like you wouldn't believe it the show I went to the other night we like picked up these stress balls for like a dollar and just started throwing them around while the music was on it was crazy and there's another band that I worked with that uh, were putting a show on and the question was how do we get people to go to their show versus you know another band show like what you know people live shows even though the bands are different and if you're in the in the band itself you might know a million reasons as to why your show is going to be better because it's your music and not someone else's but if a person's going out to listen to music what really separates your music music from, you know, another show that's on that night or next week, if they don't want to go out on your particular night, what's going to make them want to leave the house and that they have to be at your event. It does feel like as music artists that we try to like get behind people and push them all the time. Like, come on, please come to my show as you're like pushing them toward it. But 
the better situation you want to be at is at the end saying, come toward me. You want to be leading, not pushing. Uh, and the way you can do that is by finding your point of separation. And this band found theirs by instead of just putting on another show, just like everyone else's, they put on an outdoor show and they've got two food trucks that sit alongside uh, the stage that are giving out free food to the people who have bought tickets. Like that's a really interesting point of difference. And you bet there's going to be word of mouth about that. Like after that show, right? Because people are going to talk about it saying, oh, you've got to go to their shows. Like, why just go see another band that sounds similar when you could go see this band and we got food on the food trucks and they're really cool guys and like, you know, all that stuff, right? So you've got to find your point of separation. As I said, I'm not here to give you the answer because that's up to you, but you need to be asking yourself, how can I find a way that my music stands out from the crowd and gets people talking about it? You need that interesting point of separation, whether it be something like interesting merch that you bring out or a new approach to your live show or a new format, you need to find a point of separation because if people start talking about you that's when big things will happen for you